I don't have to touch any part of those transactions. So I don't put out the market. I don't answer the phone call. I don't go see the sellers. I don't deal with the buyers. I don't deal with any of that stuff. Welcome to the House Flipping HQ podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of wholesaling and house flipping businesses. The systems and automation that we discuss will help you build a real business instead of another job for yourself. From beginners to those doing hundreds of houses a year, we go deep into the details and strategies that are working today. And now your host, Bill Allen. Hey, everybody. I just got off a podcast with Andy McFarland, and it was uh, I really I really enjoyed that interview, uh, talking with him about his business and and what we're doing moving forward, and uh, why he kind of came on board with me. And um, but you know, sitting here thinking about reflecting over the last three and a half years and everything that I've done in my business and everything that's happened. Um, sometimes I'm sure that a lot of you feel this way is uh, we just think about the future. Like what's next? What's next? When we reach a milestone, we're just thinking bigger and, and better and looking into the future. Um, it's very rare that we sit down and take a look at back at the past and how far we've come. So I challenge all of you guys to wherever you are in your journey in real estate um, investing or your life to look back and think about how far you've come and just appreciate that. And after this interview, it really hit me that um, looking back over the last three and a half years, I mean, Andy was in the same room with the earphones in, uh, talking to me just like he was when I joined Seven Figure Flipping uh, a little over three and a half years ago. And um, I just, I'm kind of at a place in my journey through real estate where it feels like it's been so long, but it hasn't. I look back and as I sit here after this interview with Andy, I can really think about how far I've come over these last three and a half years. Um, and at now to the point where I'm sitting down talking with Andy and interviewing him, as opposed to him sharing all of his wisdom as I was getting started in this journey um, in, from the same office, uh, looking the same, doing the same thing. It's really uh, pretty cool to see how far that I've come over these last three and a half years and how it's possible to really get to a place a lot faster and even you know bigger and further than you think that you can go. So just sitting here, I'm kind of um, in awe of that and being able to look back and appreciate everything that this group has done for me and everything that um, Andy's poured into me and, uh, and everybody else in the group. So uh, just really, um, really appreciative of everything that that's been done from this group. And I hope, I hope that these interviews going forward that I do, the information that we put out here on the House of the HQ podcast gets you to that place too. So um, without further ado, I introduce uh, Mr. Andy McFarland. Hey everybody, welcome to the House Living HQ podcast. This is uh, Bill Allen again. So I know I did a um, podcast a couple days ago that we put out there about um, the board of directors and where we're going and what we're doing with uh, the coaching company, the uh, mastermind group, seven figure flipping, six figure flipping, eight figure flipping, flip hacking live, everything that we have going on here at House Living HQ. And um, I told you that I was going to bring on some of the board of directors that I, uh, that I put in place when I took over the company. And the first person I want to bring on is somebody who um, I called the uh, godfather of wholesaling in the last uh, podcast. And it's uh, Mr. Andy McFarland. What's up, Andy? Oh, you can't introduce me like that, man. Get introduced like that. I'm happy to be back on the podcast. I'm happy to be back on the podcast. Yes. That's right. So I, Andy McFarland obviously needs no introduction. He's been on the podcast probably hundreds of times. I think this is like episode 260 or something, and you've probably been on at least 50 of those, I would guess. So, um, 
Good stuff. But so I wanted to bring you on mainly. I mean, we've, we've talked about your business and we talked what you're doing. You've, you've, uh, we've spent a lot of time together. And on the last podcast, I, I mentioned the fact that, um, when you and Justin got together and created seven figure flipping and I showed up, it was just kind of like you guys were sitting in the back of the room, basically just sitting there observing computers down, phones off, all that stuff. And I felt like I was in a, I, I would never get there and never get to the place where that, that would happen for me. But that was my goal. Like I saw you guys doing it. I wanted to do it. And so many other people in the, that room wanted to do it. And now I'm finally at a place a couple of years later where that is me. Like I'm, I'm working like three hours in my, my business right now, getting on meetings with my CEO, Nate. And I can put the phones down and the computers down and other people in the, in the meeting are looking at me saying the same thing. So it's really cool to, to have gotten to that place. Like, no, I wanted to get there and I was able to get there. And so I I just want to say thank you. Like, thank you for being that role model, for being that, like showing me that it's possible, showing me that you can do it. And like in t-shirt shorts and flip flops in Dana point, it's just like normal guy, uh, uh, sitting next to you is just really tall to me. So um, thank <laughs> you, you thought it was part of my shtick, but I, what you don't know is I'm wearing shorts, uh, flip flops, and a t-shirt today as well. It's my everyday attire. Oh, yeah, I that's have, everyday. I have, no, I have no doubt about it. So, so before we go on, why don't you just can you just give everybody kind of an update of your business and what it looks like and how you guys are doing here and like the, we're like the middle of 2019. We just started Q3 in 2019. Yeah. How are things going? For sure. Um, so we've had uh, so some context for me. I've been doing this as with a team for probably about six or seven years now. Um, so, which means I don't have to touch any part of those transactions. So I don't put out the market. I don't answer the phone call. I don't go see the sellers. I don't deal with the buyers. I don't deal with any of that stuff. So most days I'm like, wow, pinch me. Cause I can be shorts and flip flops and a t-shirt and just like be away. And, and it's okay. Right. I still do a couple of things in there, but I am not working in my business at all, but there are, there are some uh, meetings that I, that I tend to. So uh, right now we've had some change in this year. We've uh, let a few people go some team members that have been on for a while. So we've had, this has been a kind of transitional year for us, but right now, mid year, we're sitting about a hundred deals. We're going to do just over $3 million in profit this year, gross profit this year, uh, which would be good. And we're getting profitability back. So last year we kind of dipped in profitability this year. We're uh, first quarter wasn't great, but we're, we're aiming to get profitability back. So uh, last, last month we had a great month, uh, six figure uh, net profit month, uh, multiple six figure net profit month, which is awesome. Um, but that's what we're doing. I mean, and none of that stuff really matters, right? What matters is like the impact you have on people's lives, the sellers' lives, your customers' lives, and your team members' lives. And we're continuing to have that good impact. And I'm, and I'm grateful that I can be in shorts, t-shirt, flip-flop, and do this and have an impact. And, and I'm grateful. You said you're grateful for, for my story and what I've done for you, but I'm grateful reciprocally to watch you, to have seen what you've done. Man, you are an inspiration to so many people. I remember it was like December 12th, 2015, that we talked for the first time. I remember getting on the phone with a Bill Allen, much like this right now, you guys don't know, but we're sitting on a Zoom call, so I'm staring at Bill's face. We both got our little um, Apple you know, earbuds in and stuff. We're talking to each other. It was a very similar situation. He got on the phone with me. He's like, who are you? Why should I care kind of a thing? Because Bill is like a high, high impact, red driving personality, Navy pilot, get things done. He's been a high achiever his whole life. Um, engineer, right? You don't get that. You don't, it's just a smart guy. And uh, so I remember there was a little bit of pushback in that first call and had our conversation. I still have those notes from the first call. I'm going to sell it at some point to to people. It's going to be a product that I'm going to sell to make a bunch of money. But I've, but I've got those notes and I, and you've done a couple of deals and you were kind of pushing back a little bit, but then it was very quickly in that call that things changed. And then I think our call a couple of weeks after that, you had said, okay, what do I need to do? And you start absorbing things and faster than I've ever seen anybody else just looked at what I've done, absorbed everything, started putting things into practice. And very quickly you were the one leading the pack. So it's no surprise to me that three years later you are leading the pack and that you've got a business replicated. That's just like my business in three different States or three different markets anyway with a COO. And now you're able to take on bigger and better things, which is what we're doing here at House Flipping HQ. So like, 
uh, it doesn't surprise me, but it's, it definitely inspires me. And it should inspire anybody else that's heard your story of what's happened. So, so thank you for inspiring. I may have given you a little inspiration, but thank you for the inspiration that you're giving all of us uh, continually and what you're going to do going forward. So thank you, Bill. Awesome. Well, I'm never very good at saying you're welcome. So, so there's plenty of people that said you need to learn how to say you're welcome. So you're welcome. There you go. Oh, yeah, I love it. I usually, love it. usually I turn around and just say, no, no, thank you. Thank you. So, there's growth here today. I love it. You guys yeah, all heard a little it. bit. So, uh, <laughs> hey, Jennifer Ross, if you're listening to this podcast, I just said thank you. So you <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, there you go. <laughs> oh, I said you're welcome. That's right. <laughs> I can't even say it. I can't even say it there. Oh, That's man. awesome. So, okay. So I want to go back a little bit. So, I, I mean, look, interviewing Andy is so awesome. It's just like, <laughs> go. So I want to go back to what you said that, um, that uh, have, have some trouble with profit, profitability last year. Yeah. So I think a lot of people probably heard that and just, just they, they, they latched onto that, but we kind of skipped over it. So right. I want to go back to that because I felt some of that too. Um, and people talk about like um, gross profit and all this stuff. And it's really about like how much us as business owners really take home. So, yeah. um, you know, because we don't talk about that as much as we talk about how like number of deals we're doing, size of business, how much gross profit, like how big is it? It's great if you make $1.2 million, but it took you $1.5 million to make $1.2 million. It's not a good business, right? So, right? so I saw that last year too. I saw kind of our profitability kind of like get squeezed a little bit, like the, the gross to net number tighten up a little and me not make necessarily as much money as I would have liked as a business owner last year. And it sounds like you're in kind of that similar situation where we're really having to look at that now. And so that's one thing that, that we, we need to work on more, I think. So like taking over this company, like seeing all the people, feeling the pulse of everybody that's in the group and being in those trenches with them, feeling that same thing. Like what, what was it in your company? And then I'll kind of share what it was in mine, just since you took us down that road. I, I'd like to hear kind of some of the changes that you're making and what you think caused that last year. And, yeah, well, going back a year and a half ago, maybe even a little farther beyond that, we'd staffed for growth. We were kind of seeing this growth and we continue to go up year over year. We were growing and growing and growing. And you guys joke about it sometimes from stage and other places like, oh, Andy's the rabbit. We're chasing the rabbit. So I felt this pressure um, to have this gross profit growth, the deal growth, right? We're doing 100 deals, 200 deals, 250 deals, 300 deals, right? So we were kind of staffing for that growth. And what ended up happening was, a year and a half, two years ago, we staffed for that growth and we kept thinking, okay, we've got all these people in and after, okay, the first 90 days, okay, they're going to get better. They need to like have a learning curve. And then it's like the next, next three months after that. So you're six months in, you're like, okay, and you keep investing and thinking, investing in these people and it's, and it's time and it's money into these people. And you think, okay, this is going to get better. We're going to come over the top of this, right? Our investment is going to pay off in full. We're going to have even more than we had before. But what ended up happening was that growth didn't happen. So when we had these people, we grew the expenses and we were expecting investing in people, expecting to see that growth and the growth didn't happen on our top line. Our bottom line shrunk. We realized we need to go one or two directions, right? And the direction we chose to do was cut, to go back to the simple things and to get that profitability back. And that's really the journey we've been on this year, last six months, especially the last three months, we've been getting that back, which has been great. But it's like, I mean, I didn't have a blueprint for that. I didn't know. I wish there was somebody could have asked about that, but it was like, we were just going for it and just investing in people and growing. And, uh, you know, you don't know sometimes till the end of the, the quarter, end of the year, what's going to happen with that. And, and we went for it and, and it, it didn't work well for us. We were profitable. We made a profit, but definitely not the profit that I wanted to have for the size of business we were growing and, and the investment we were making in both marketing and people and personnel. So, um, yeah, so we're still continuing to live this journey because, I mean, we're halfway through the year. We'll see how the year plays out, but it's been better the last couple of months. But, man, the first quarter was rough. It was rough. A lot of lessons came out of the first quarter. It's, it's funny because it's, it's all about the people, right? And yeah. I feel the same way. Like that's the same thing that happened with us. I brought on a COO last year. It was January of uh, 2018. Uh, really December 2017 is when he got, was hired. It started in January 2018. And um, we, we, we looked back now and we turned over 120% of our company. There was nobody that was working with me when he came on. 
that is still working with us in full-time capacity. There's some people that are part-time consultants and, uh, and things like that still working with us. But, and then 20% of the people who he hired have also been turned over too. But wow. I'll tell you the same thing happened. Like we, we were, we were trying to find the right people to, and when you turn over people like that, it's really expensive. You know, like you said, you're, you're staffing for growth and all of these things. So what we saw was we, what we tried to do was get really, really profitable on every deal. And you've been telling me this for a while. It's like squeeze yeah. the juice out of every single deal that you get, like as much as you can, whether you're going to flip it or wholetail it or wholesale it, you know, squeeze as much as you can because the deals are, you, you want to get as much money as you can out of all these deals because it's a little bit harder and more expensive to find them now. Yeah. So so that's what we did. We, we figured out how to do the same number of deals year over year, but make an extra million dollars on the deals that we did. We did about 185 the year before and like 187 the next year, and, but we made over another million dollars on it. Now the expenses went up, but I was able to figure out how to run the business getting a little more lean with the people and really finding those A players because I mean now we're really good at finding the people, bringing them on, training them. And I think putting them the right people in the right seat, like they talk about in Traction, which is a book that you recommended to me right when I joined. Um, and, and we have these rock stars on the team that are really producing at high margins. And the other thing we're doing is we're looking at kind of a compensation strategy for our people and stuff like that. And as the marketing cost goes up for our company, we're figuring out how to build that into their pay. Because if it costs the company way more to get, uh, to get a deal, but we're still paying off the gross, you know, that's hurting the company. When it, if it would be a lot easier to get a deal or they found their own deals or something like that, that we can pay more. So all these things that we're kind of implementing and putting in place. And you're right, there's not a blueprint for that, especially yeah. when you're one of the leaders of the group and you're kind of like paving your own way, right? Like you're like, you're, and he's like Christopher Columbus here. So <laughs> like, but the cool thing is now that we're seeing this and we're feeling it and the other people in the uh, mastermind group and things like that are kind of seeing it from us and hearing it from us. And we can show them some of the lessons that we've learned over time. So hopefully they don't have to make them. That was the one thing that I found four years ago when I joined was like, I'm just going to latch on to some of the stuff that Andy's doing and some of the other bigger players in the group because they've already made the mistakes. I don't want to make them again. So yeah. that's been great. That's true. There's trailblazers, there's people like us that are going through doing it. And you're one of those guys now too, the lead pack pushing it. But that said, this last event we had a couple of weeks ago, I went in there, there's something that I've already implemented in my team with my team I, because of what one of the group members that, and they were, in fact, it was funny. They said this, there was like, it was Kush and Karush. They were like, I said, Hey, can I get this from you? And they gave it to me afterwards. And, and Kush was just like, she's like, I can't believe she's like, thank you so much. She's like, this is awesome. I'm able to give you back something because you've helped us so much for the business, but it's true. We continue to get stuff from others. Like I get stuff from you all the time. I got stuff from them that I've implemented. That's going to make a difference in some of my sales reps lives. So it's awesome. Yeah, totally. So it's not just, not just me, you know, giving, 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 I'm definitely getting from it too. So. I totally agree. And that's what keeps us in that room, right? So like, you know, I talked about on the last podcast that I did, this kind of board of directors that, that I've created to surround myself with, these people that I brought in to be my trusted advisors, the CEOs, the, the people that can give me feedback on the events and any new ideas or new things that we want to roll out, we can work it all together. So um, you, you agreed to come on and, and do that with me and kind of continue down this journey with me. So I just kind of wanted to say, like, just find out from you, like, what was it about this company, this group, uh, me, the people that came together, like what was it that made you say, okay, I, I just, I want to, I want to keep doing this. Like you've been doing it for a long time. Yeah. Um, you're very happy. You're very comfortable. You're in t-shirt shorts and sandals. <laughs> you don't have to do this. So um, like, what is it? Yeah. I, I kind of said it earlier, but I'm going to say, say it again. For those of you that didn't hear it when I said it earlier, when I was telling that story is uh, I had that onboarding call with Bill Allen, December 12th, I think it was 2005, 2015. Um, and since then you've implemented stuff, you've grown and you've showed me a great example of those things. And what you've done there, I know what you're going to do here. So for those of you that don't know, like 
Bill personally, maybe you've heard his story. Bill has that it factor. So he's a guy that just, I mean, you go through his life. I guarantee you anything. He came to my house and beat me at ping pong in my own house. Nobody beats me at ping pong in my own house. Right. Um, but he graduated from, I think it was Georgia tech, probably uh, an engineering degree. I mean, a Navy pilot, he flew helicopters, but they don't still let dummies do that type of stuff. And it's not because he's that much smarter than everybody. Although he does probably have a high IQ. It's just one of those guys that he will not quit. I mean, I was training for a marathon two years ago, three years ago. And I was talking to Bill about it. I was like, Oh yeah, I'm running the X many miles. And he happened to casually mention to me that uh, he probably run like five or six marathons. Oh yeah. I used to run marathons like that. He's just one of those guys that's done stuff and just always wins. Right. So when he's talking about taking over, taking over this and, and doing this, I'm like, I have no doubt in my mind where this is going. He's got the stuff. He's got the right stuff. It's the reason why our government trusted him to train pilots in the Navy is because he's got the right stuff. He will make it happen. It's not like he, it's not like he needs sitting there waiting for somebody to tell him how to show him how to do it. He's just like, I'm going to make it happen. It's not if it's when it's, it's going to happen. So that's just who Bill is. So to be able to, to do stuff with Bill, I'm like, yeah, I mean, he's the leader I'll follow because he's going to win. He's going to figure out a way to win. What's the well, thing where they say the, the Navy SEALs that get out there. I'm not a Navy SEAL, but they talk about uh, adapt and overcome or something like that. You get out there, you don't overcome. It's just adapt and overcome, adapt and overcome. Is that what they say? Something like I, that. I don't right? know. I'm not Navy SEAL either. So, but you know uh, what I'm saying? Like you get in there, there's some, you're going to come up against some conflict and it's not like you're going to, you know, just crop in a ball and cry. You're going to say, okay, how are we going to adapt and overcome this? That's it. So you know, I have full confidence you will. You know, the biggest thing I've, I've been thinking a lot of lately about um, like kind of the helicopter pilot in me and, and really what it takes to be a, a really good helicopter pilot and make those decisions is I feel like we take, we take all this information. Um, we take it all in and we have to take it in really fast because stuff is going to happen really fast. We're low to the ground. We fly pretty fast for as low as we are. We have to make decisions quick. Uh, other people's lives are at stake, right? Do we go over here to pick them up or do we come into this LZ? Is it, what does it look like? Where are we going to go? We need to make a decision. I'm running out of gas. What should we do? These kind of things. And so I always feel like in my, in my life, we, I take all the information that I have, everything that I have, I, I, you have to very quickly like put it together, make a decision, and then just stick by your decision. And if more information comes in down the road, then you have new information. You can change your mind or, or adjust your decision or, or make a change. And so, some people have been asking me, like, how did you get where you got so fast? And like, how did you do this? And how do you implement this quickly? And I think that's it. I can just take the information and I can put it together. I can come up with a decision and stick with it. And I'm going to stand at the end of the long table at the end of the day. And if it's the wrong decision or somebody gets killed or something, then I realize nobody's getting killed in this business. But somebody, <laughs> you, know, you know, in the military, it's, it, it's, that stuff happens. And I can stand at the end of the table and say, you know, I'm standby in my decision. I made a decision with the information that I had. And if I had the information that you're talking about on the Monday morning quarterback that you're going through that I had no idea, I didn't have that, then maybe I would have done something different. So, but I mean, I think that's what leadership is. You know, we make the tough decisions when it comes down to our people or our staff or, or where we're going to spend our money or what we're going to do, or should we do the deal or not do the deal or any of those things. I mean, I've made some bad decisions in this business. I've made mistakes. I've lost money. I mean, I made a huge mistake, lost a ton of money on a house. In fact, you were involved in that transaction. Yeah, I was, like, yeah. But I'll tell you what I did. I made my lenders right. I lost the money. I took the hit and I, I took all the learning lessons from it. I'm not going to make that mistake again. Yeah. So it was one of the best mistakes that I've ever made. Yeah, I lost, I lost $70,000 on that deal. But it was one of the mistakes that I would never go back in time and say, you know what? I wish I could just wipe that away because I might make a bigger mistake in the future. So, I mean, the same thing goes with this, with the people that we have, with the staffing, with, with all these things, we got to make decisions. We got to be leaders. And I mean, I think that's what you're talking about here, right? Is, is, is leadership, but look, and, and look have, we're, we're talking about this. Hopefully you don't people to take the wrong way. This is a bad connotation because what we've got here is seven figure flipping in the, the house flipping formula community. Like 
it's phenomenal. It's, it's always been phenomenal. I feel like it's always been top notch, but this is just going to take it to the next level. So when we're talking about your leadership, it's like, there's no indecision in your leadership. You're taking all this information in, you're listening to people, you're taking all, and then you're going to say, we're going left or right. And you are going to go. So that's the thing about build to summarize it all up. You make a decision and you go. You will yeah, go. I, I there's like no, that. just like indecision. You just say, go take that hill, follow me, go. I like that. And, and what I really like is I feel like I've got all these other leaders that are around me, you know, these six people that have come on the board of directors and, and our leaders themselves, you know, a hundred percent. And, you know, when we've got an incredible group of people that have said, yes, I want to go with you. Like you say, go, I will go. And we we're going to go together. Like that's the best part about what we have right now is a bunch of leaders are surrounded table, a long table as board of directors saying, I think we should do this. How about this? And being able to fine tune and kind of perfect the, what we do as an organization, as a mastermind group, it's going to be phenomenal. And so, so we have some, the next thing that we have coming up, the big thing is flip hacking live, right? So um, Andy, you're going to be speaking there with the rest of the, the board. You guys are all going to be on stage. So, I mean, we've been, we've done three of these. This is our fourth flip hacking live. I've been at all of them. You've been at all of them. We've both spoken to all of them. And you know, your presentations at every single one of these events are so memorable for me. Like I can remember exactly what you said in all three of the previous ones. I even direct my staff, my team, other members when they come into the group to go watch that recording. Um, one of the ones that sticks out in my mind is the kind of the marketing one that you did. Uh, I think it was uh, two years ago. Yeah. Um, and it was, it's just kind of like, if you have money or don't have money, where do you market? What do you do? Big media, um, the, the stuff that takes a lot of work, the stuff that takes a lot of money. And it was really eye-opening. So anybody that comes in that's never done direct-to-seller marketing, that's like directly where I send them. Go watch that video. Go spend an hour with Andy and take his master class on marketing with and without money. And, um, and every, I mean, I, I, I watch and people are taking pictures of your presentations. They're writing stuff down. I mean, I've been moved. I've been uh, at different stages of emotion during your presentations. It's really, I know that like when, when I put it together last year, when I put Flip Hacking Live together last year in the presentations, I just knew that Andy was going to kill it. Anytime I put Andy on stage, he was going to absolutely kill it. Whether it's value, whether it's mindset, whether it's motivation, whether it's, you know, it's, it's just people just are drawn to you and it's incredible. So um, I want to say thank you for all the presentations that you've given so far. And I'm really excited to see what you're going to come up with um, this year for us. Um, you know, obviously thank you for joining me and staying with me and being on stage. So uh, something people don't know, Bill, he's awesome at building the pressure on the speakers for flip hacking live. No pressure there. Who wants to speak after that introduction right there? Yeah. For 2016, 17, and 18, he crushed it. Now 2019, what are you going to talk about? No, I appreciate that. Thank you for those kind words. And I've got to live up to a high expectation apparently now. So, um, so I'll, we all we all need to live up to high expectations. Come on, you're uh, that's true. That's you're true. The, you're, you're the rabbit, right? Yeah. Um, so, but look, it's not going to kill profitability if you uh, if you have to speak. But I'm not in front of a thousand people right now. I'm just now just you know, Justin has passed this microphone to me, so now I get to say what I want to say. And I, <laughs> the last three years have been awesome. Um, I have no doubt that this year you're going to kill it and bring something like even better. Um, I, we're not going to we're not going to spend time revealing kind of what we're going to be talking about or what it is on this podcast, but. Uh, down the road, like in another month, we will. But I mean, this event is going to be like no other event. We talked about leadership a ton on this podcast just now. And, you know, some of the people that were, I, I know how important that is. You mentioned Navy SEALs. We have a Navy SEAL coming, right? I know, right? Uh, That's, awesome. That's he's awesome. He's going to be talking about leadership and all that stuff. So he'll tell you what it is, um, you know. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about leadership. I can tell you that much. I'm not going to talk <laughs> about leadership. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. That is a mistake I will not make. Yeah. Uh, I tell you, he, he prioritize and execute is one thing that I pulled from his book. That's fantastic. Like yeah. 
I've got to prioritize and execute in my day. And that's one of the things that, that I really pushed with my team too. So um, look, I'm excited to have you on stage. I'm really thankful that you, um, that you agreed to go on this journey with me and, um, and you know, join the board and, and help me and be one of the board of directors, the uh, CEO sitting around the table that's gonna you know, help drive us in the right direction. And um, I mean, you've been doing it for the last like four or five, six years. So uh, it's really a, an honor to be able to, to keep doing this with you. Well, I, I, I know for a fact, and I've said this before, that you are going to make a good thing even better. You make a good thing even better. So any part that I can play in that, I'm, I'm happy to play. Um, you just, I'm glad you didn't mention that the, <laughs> the over-under on Andy crying from stage or not. People are going to be taking bets in the back, right? <laughs> there, there is no over-under necessary. It's a lock. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lock. It's going to happen. It's gonna yeah, happen. Smart, mo smart Money is on crying in Flip Hacking Live 2019. <laughs> and you're going to want to get your tickets at fliphackinglive.com to see Andy cry. Um, and you can buy two. Front rows, get some vials of tears. <laughs> get, get the early registration discount to see Andy cry. Um, yeah, we will do an Andy crying VIP upgrade um, at some point too. So, um, well, anyway, I, you know, I don't want to keep it too long. I appreciate you spending time with me. I would just want to take some time with each of you to get you back in front of everybody. So they know kind of who, who the leadership of this organization is now that we've, uh, um, you know, we've, uh, had a change in ownership, right? So, uh, I'm really excited to, um, to have you there and, uh, and see it at Flip Hacking Live 2019. So everybody that's on the podcast, get your tickets at fliphackinglive.com. And uh, we do have some, uh, we're going to sell out this event. I'm telling you right now, it's a beautiful San Diego. Uh, it's in October. There's nowhere else you'd rather be than in San Diego in October. Uh, I know I wouldn't. So, oh man. And every year it's been better and better. 16 was awesome. 17 was better. 18 was better. I'm like, and we're going to top it this year. I know it. <laughs> I know yeah. it. It's going to be awesome. No, we are. So thanks for sending some time with me, Andy. Um, again, everybody, fliphackinglive.com. I, I can't wait to see you guys there. Um, get your tickets and uh, we'll see you in San Diego in a couple months. Thank you for listening to the House Flipping HQ podcast with Bill Allen. If you haven't gotten your tickets to Flip Hacking Live to see our guests live on stage sharing all of their systems and secrets, make sure you go to fliphackinglive.com before tickets are sold out. This is an event you can't miss. We'll see you in San Diego.